0: John chapter 5, and I want to begin reading, and dear, thank you, thank you very much for your giving, appreciate it very, very much. John chapter 5, and begin reading in verse 5, verse 5. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Would thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. I want to skip over to verse 14. After Jesus found him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. And I want to use verse 8, part of verse 9. For my text tonight, Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. I want to preach for a little while, and the thought, the title of a message, it's time for a fresh start. It's time for a fresh start. Let us pray. Pastor, Devonshire, would you please pray, sir? Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the privilege of being able to gather tonight. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for your many blessings already. Paul. Yes. Oh, God. Yes, God. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, if you walked up to the church, you probably saw a sign out there that said, Fresh Starts. I think it's out there, right? Well, I'd be a liar tonight then. Praise the Lord. But our God, our God specializes in giving people... An opportunity to have a fresh start. We don't have to wait until January the 1st to say, I think I want to have a new beginning. No, tonight, tonight can be your night to get things right so you can have a fresh start. Have the slate Clean! Oh hallelujah! hallelujah. Yeah. We can experience a fresh start, yeah. because with Jesus, all things are possible. Yeah. I'm glad tonight that He never, never, never lets us down. Oh, yeah. If you need something from the Lord, He'll give it to you. How many believe that tonight? And yeah. our Bible saying, Jesus had come to Jerusalem to a pool by the sheep market called Bethesda. Now, Bethesda, it means house of mercy and kindness. People are looking for mercy. People are looking for kindness. Amen. You know, Paul said this. Paul said this. Said, charity suffereth long. And is kind. That brotherly love that comes from God will help us be kind. Well, we're getting quiet. He said something about shouting. I don't know if we will. We'll shout, whatever. But we want what God wants. Amen. amen. But be kind because God is kind. God is full of mercy. I say God is full of mercy. His compassion fell not. They're new every single day. And so here we have a bunch of impotent people. They were diseased, weak, and sickly, also blind, halt, crippled, limping. And the Bible said withered. That means they were drying away. In some cases, this describes the state of the church people. No life. No enthusiasm for the things of God, but we can begin again. Amen. Amen. Here at this pool, an angel would come down during a certain season to agitate the water. And so you can picture this in your mind as the angel's coming down. The race was on to see who would be the first to get in that pool and be made whole. But here in our Bible setting, we see a pathetic situation. Jesus had come to a particular person. Jesus cares about all of us tonight. We see, first of all, the condition of a certain man. The Bible says, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity for 38 years. Infirmity means feebleness of body and mind. It also means moral frailty, weak in moral character. But thank God there is hope that we don't have to be weak in moral character. Amen. God can help us with our character. Some people worry about their reputation, but we take care of our character. God will take care of the rest. Amen. God will take care of the rest. And so we hear, and our Bible said, and this man was there 38 long years. That's a long time to be feeling sick and tired and trying to get better. You know, when we get saved, we need to get the Holy Ghost. Can I get away. When we get saved, we need to get the Holy Ghost so we can stop feeling sick spiritually. I was at the altar call today. I heard that young lady, Deja, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Man, and then I saw her walk into the prayer meeting. Walk into the prayer meeting. Now, I know we all can't make it to the prayer meeting. We have things we have to do and get things done, but we can pray before we get here. Because when you pray before you get to church, service goes just that much better. Amen. You come with an open heart saying, God, I need something. I've been feeling down. I've been feeling discouraged. But I'm ready to get up. I'm ready to stop being defeated. I'm ready to be seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Amen. We need to pray in the Holy I'm going to put this in real quick. We need to pray in the Holy Ghost daily. I said we need to pray in the Holy Ghost daily. We need to say, God, give me the grace to wake up in the morning praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's time for a fresh start. A fresh start in prayer. A fresh start in our Bible reading. Secondly, secondly, Jesus shows compassion and empathy. Empathy, the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Often I pray this way. I say, God, help me. Help me, Lord, to feel what you feel. Because when we begin to endeavor to get the heart of God, then we see people in a different light. We begin to say, God, you love these people And you want to help them. You're not wanting us to talk down to them, but to lift them up. Amen. There's enough people in the world. They're down and need somebody to come around and lift them up. Amen. Jesus specializes in empathizing with others. The Bible says in verse 6, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, lying there a long time, He said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? John doesn't say why he went to this man, but this man had been there 38 years. The struggle was real. And it seemingly the help wasn't there. How many ever felt that way in their life? The struggle is real. And it seemed like no one cares and no one wants to help me but I'm here to tell you there's a friend called Jesus he will help you he will never leave you he will be there for you he'll never walk out on you amen never walk out on you you see Jesus he knows all about your struggles even when you're trying to smile your way through the pain how many ever done that Try to smile their way through the pain, through the frustration, amen, and the hurt feelings. None of you have never been hurt. Okay, praise God. We're in, we're, we're, we need to go down to the church, somewhere in the church. And the misunderstandings, misunderstandings. I was preaching somewhere not long ago, and uh, I was sharing something. My mom, she always tell me, Sonia, you, you talk too much. <laughs> so I've been working on it, but I'm going to share this tonight. Because she has sent me a text concerning uh, a gift that someone had sent her, one of the preachers that I know, and his wife sent her a gift. And I was in this service, and I didn't receive the text. Make a long story short. I didn't receive the text. So I'm in the service. I get up preaching. She thought I received it. And I said, you know what? I don't need any distractions tonight. I was standing there praying said, God, let my mind be free. Now, she listened to me preach that night. And she thinking, oh, he did not want to bother with my text. And so whatever the next day, whenever it was, we were talking. She said, yeah, I heard you said you, you didn't want to be distracted and everything. I thought I was distracting you, so I didn't call you anything. And I said, Mom, what are you talking about? I didn't even get the text. She said, you didn't? I said, no. See, they're misunderstanding. Assuming. Assuming when you don't have the proof. A lot of that goes on among church people. (laughs) They assume a lot, and they don't have the proof. But I'm glad tonight you can get a fresh start. You can stop lying down in your misunderstandings and your assumptions and your emptiness, and your bitterness, and your anger. You know, that anger. I said, preach, I need anger management. No, we don't need anger management. We need Jesus. Christians don't need anger management. We got Jesus. I said, we got Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's what I had to do. When I got so angry, I wanted to hurt my boys because they did something stupid. I didn't go to... Counseling, I went to Jesus. That's where I went to. I went to Jesus. And he forgave me and he helped me. And he's still helping me today. Amen. That's the one you need to go to. You need to go to Jesus. And you know, we have this depression and loneliness. And I'm gonna speed it up here in a moment, but this is the part seemingly so my mind, loneliness and Loneliness can lead to bad company. I said loneliness can lead to bad company. The Bible says, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Be careful. I hope most most of you may be married already, I hope, or whatever. But be careful who you're dating online and offline. I've heard of stories of people, they would pay, they would pay to have sex over the phone. No physical contact, no emotions. Well, they got emotions, but no feelings, Like no, no, no physical contact. I take that back. And this may be some of you tonight, but God can help you. God doesn't want us to do that kind of stuff. Amen. God doesn't want us going to websites that we shouldn't be going to. Pornography, married men themselves, if they're not careful, They can be doing the same thing. Now, I'm not here finding fault. I'm not here throwing stones. I'm just preaching. Amen. And it's only by the grace of God. And I say that it is by the grace of God. That's what I already saying. That God has kept me. He's helped me. Amen. When God saved me. Hello. I said, when God saved me, I gave up the pornography. Hello. I gave up the worldly things. Amen. I gave up the drinking. Why? Because Jesus had given me a brand new start. Amen. And as we go on for God, and as we pray to God, and as we seek God's face, he can keep us. He can keep us. We just got to give Jesus a chance. How many want to give him a chance tonight? Jesus said to this man, listen, he said, "Without be made whole? You may say, preacher, that's a silly question to ask, but Jesus knows that people can become accustomed or used to being in a certain situation. Especially Okay, for a length of time, especially in something that is unpleasant, unpleasant and unhealthy for their life. Amen? Oh, yes. Bad habits, bad company. Can I get a witness? Bad relationships. Some say, I'm not going to put up with this nonsense anymore. How many ever said that? I'm not going to put up with this nonsense anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm done with it. But then you go back to putting up with it. May the Lord be gracious to all of us in helping us to manage our emotions and imaginations. Stop letting your imagination run away with you. Hello? I said, hey, preacher, I think you preach it to yourself. Well, maybe I am. Maybe I am. But let's look at the empty man's reply. The empty man's reply. He said, sir, I have no man, no friend that I can depend on. When the water is troubled, to put me into the pools. He said, without being made whole, I have no man. He said, when I'm coming, another stepping down before me. The impotent man attitude was, no one cares. And while I'm coming, I'm trying to get better. And somebody stepped in front of me. They get in before me. No one cares, but Jesus cares. I said, Jesus cares. His attitude was, I'm trying. I'm trying to get better. Well, tonight, it's time to start trying to get better and start trusting in Jesus to get better. Amen. How many want to get better tonight? Hallelujah. You see, trying is okay. But it's not good enough. You see, he needed to find, as Pastor was preaching this morning, he needed to find his focus. His focus, his focus was on who wasn't helping him. And you know, we all, I mean, I, I have to raise my hand. I've been there focusing on people who are not helping, who are non caring. But you see, that's not for us to have that kind of attitude. Amen. Amen. We need to find our focus. We need to look unto Jesus. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen. And we won't be worried about who's not helping us, who's not on my side. God is on my side. And if God be for me, who can be against me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, if God be for me, who can be against me? Oh, hallelujah. God is good. And so tonight, we need to stop trying and start trusting. And then we find, lastly, Jesus speaks the word because it's time to get the victory. He speaks the word. He says to the man, he said, rise, take up thy bed and walk. The voice of the Lord is powerful tonight. I said, the voice of the Lord is powerful tonight. And you know what? We want the same authority that Jesus has, that we can speak to a situation and it will change. We can speak to the sick and they can be healed. We, Hello, we can speak to a situation and say, mountain, be down and move. Get out of my face. Amen. Jesus said, rise up. Take up thy bed and walk. Get up and start living your new life. Get up out of your self-pity. Get up out of your depression. Get up out of your discouragement. Get up out of your loneliness. Get up. It's time to get up out of that doubt. Get up out of all these excuses that we make excuses, 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 we hear them every day. Oh, God, help us all not to make excuses why we can't be more dedicated to the house of God, why we can't be more dedicated to prayer, why we can't be more dedicated to reading our Bible, why we can't be more dedicated to attending worship service. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know we all get tired. Don't you think for a moment that Brother Love doesn't get tired? Say, well, preacher, you don't go to a regular job. No, I have a better job. And I have to go, I have to, go to that job every day. Amen. Every day. I have to check in with God. Yes. That's my boss. Amen. Amen. sometimes I say, God, I need you to help me to be a better servant. A better servant. Jesus, I need you. I need you so you can be the overseer of my life, the overseer of my life, amen, to put you first in everything and whatever I'm not putting you first in, whatever I'm not giving my whole body, my whole mind and body and soul to you, God, help me, open my eyes to it. I want to see it, amen, show me myself. Some people don't pray that way because they don't want to see themselves. I don't like praying that way either. I don't like praying that way. And I tell you what, I prayed that way. Woo, it wasn't pretty. Oh, I said, oh, God, I didn't know all that was in there. But God can show you up and whip you real good. But it's all for our good. Amen. But, you know, there's times, I remember I was wanting to share this, and they can probably prepare to come to the Instruments getting ready to close. But I remember in the military and before I got saved, how that I would go places, I would be up late at night, but I still managed to make it to work the next day. I would do it through the week, weekends, but I went to work. I showed up tired. You know, isn't God's house? more important than work. And there's times I know we all get tired, but we really do need to be in the house of God. We really do. And I was thinking about that. I said, God, I don't want to make excuses for people because I've been on the other side too. I've been on the side where I'm going and going and I'm tired, but I go to church and I've been on the side when I lived in the world and I ran with the world and I did things of the world, but I was still there at work all day long. Church is only an hour, unless the preacher get long-winded then you be there two hours. If he gets super long-winded, you'd be there three hours. But I'm getting ready to shut up, because I've been in preach for about 22 minutes. And I said, Lord, help me to preach about 22 minutes. And it's about that. But before I go on, the Bible says, immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And real quick before I say it, it's soul-winning. That's why I wanted to get soul-winning. There's times when, there's times, and I'm sharing this, I'm not, this is no uh, pity party, none of this is none of this, maybe to help somebody, but there's times when I'm going through things in my mind, all right, that when I get out there and start inviting people, talking to people about God and about church, I forget about those things. I mean, they seem to dissipate, just go away, because I'm getting up doing something for God. Amen. I heard one man said, you may be going through some stuff, but keep moving. Keep moving. I believe it was Harry Tubman said, you rest a little bit, but keep moving. Keep moving. Don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop. The Bible said immediately the man was made old and took up his bed and walked. He got a new beginning. But something worth noting, something worth noting. The man went to the temple. And when Jesus heals you, you ought to want to be in church. But Jesus gave him... A loving warning. You got your new start. He said, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. When Jesus sets us free, don't go back. To the way things used to be. He said to the woman that was caught in adultery. He said, I don't condemn you. You don't have any accusers. I'm just paraphrasing. He said, no, Lord. He said, neither do I. He said, go and sin no more. Just stop it. Amen. Just stop it. It's time to get The victory, amen. It's time to have a first start. How many want a first start tonight? Tonight, if you get up out of your seat, the pastor's gonna come. But tonight, if you get up out of your seat, whether you want to stand.